Happy Wednesday! How are you guys doing? Hi everybody! Hope everybody's doing good. It's been a week, but I want to know how's everything doing. If you did any of the exercises that we did for with the inner child, I want to see in the comments. You know, if if you learned something about yourself, if you were able to forgive yourself, and if the exercises work, because at least for me, they did work wonders. If you guys follow us on social media, our heart is so full of gratitude and love. We have received so many texts and messages and calls like people that they're listening to the podcast and they have made a difference. So we're so excited. It, it's going to take time, but little by little, we're reaching people and that's that's all, right? That's, that's all for us. So thank you to everyone out there. Um, I remember the first time the, the geo uh, suggested, at least, you know, that we could do the podcast. And for me, it's like so out of my comfort zone. But like Gio said, all the calls, I mean, I had so many calls and just full of gratitude and love and, and knowing that we're helping a little. I remember one of the girls of my I call it my adopted daughters you know knowing that she just went and got herself a gratitude journal just it's like yeah and I'm doing this and that she feels better and for me there are things that are kind of like magical I guess and knowing that we're impacting at least a little or we're being that little light out there I'm super grateful I love you everybody I, I love you all thank you thank you for all those wonderful messages and with the gratitude, we have somebody that I love to pieces today. So today is super special because, well, if you heard my story, you heard about her. She is my barista. <laughs> well, at least she was when she was way younger. And Anto, you are amazing. I hope you know that. I love you with all my heart. She has just such a kind heart. I remember, you know, when I was going to their house every time, she will make me coffee and, and you know, her smile and she will sing to me and you're just full of joy. You always make my heart a smile. So today, uh, the guest is my favorite people in the world. One of my favorite people in the world. She is my favorite. I have two daughters and she's my favorite and the other one is my preferred. So Antonella, she's here today and tell us a little bit about you. I'm so excited. I don't even know what to say. Hi guys. Um, I'm so happy to be here. Um, that was quite an introduction to follow up. Um, a little bit about me. I'm 23 years old. Um, my mom is Giovanna. She's the one that does the podcast with Tarinka. Right now I work full time. I have a couple of things that I do that I love. Um, I'm very blessed that in doing life, I'm doing a lot of things that make me happy. Um, I feel at peace and it's the best, you know, it's the best place that I've been at in a really long time. So like I said, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to talk to you guys. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You wanted it to talk about self-love and self-growth. So can you tell me what do they mean to you personally, the self-love and self-growth? Yeah. Self-love to me means accepting and being completely in love with who you are as a person and what you offer, everything that you embody, the parts of you that you love, the parts of you that maybe you don't like as much, the parts that you're working on, but completely accepting how you are as a whole. Um, I think that really is what self-love means to me, loving me in all, all my chapters and all my ways and all my phases. And then self-growth to me means 
really focusing in on the things about you that you want to change, not what other people tell you want to change, not what you need to do to fill a certain look or what society tells you you need to be. But self-growth should mean, you know, when you look at yourself and you look in the mirror, are you happy with who you are? Are you happy with how you're loving people? Are you happy with how you're loving yourself? And if you're not, then what are the things and steps that you need to do to get there? That's what self-growth means to me. Awesome. And I guess they go always hand to hand because for me and I'm, I'm on the same page with you kind of like self, self-love is refers more in how do we love ourselves and how compassionate we are with ourselves I think we tend to be compassionate to everybody but ourselves being kind and respect ourselves all that self-care but with the self-growth then is I think if if the self-love is not all there then the, the self-growth kind of kind of go all the where they can be and that will be like you said the learning that your goals, achieving the all you want to do and believing that you can. Absolutely. I do. hundred uh, percent so, agree. They need both need to kind of work together in order mm-hmm. to work. For sure. Something that I, for me, kind of, I wanted to get your point of view because, you know, I'm in my forties, um, that is in her forties. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, w- I wanted to get a point of view from somebody in, you know, in your twenties, you are 23. What is your idea on how social media it is impacting, you know, now these days, teenagers and, and kids in, in their 20s? Because for us, you know, it's still hard because, you know, there's so many issues that social media is bringing now to the, to the table. But I'm thinking somebody in their 20s or like, you know, or, or, or teens. What is the impact on social media in regards to self-image? And, and that, 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 you know, that first of all, what do you think about and maybe something that had helped you because I know you have a lot of confidence and you went through a whole, I know it's been a, a whole journey, but maybe some type of tips and also what is your, your, you know, your, your thinking on that? Wow. That's such a packed question. <laughs> I think I could spend such a long time talking about that. I would say that, you know, I love social media. It's how I advertise myself, uh, what I do, my services, the things that I love. I think that social media can be a very powerful tool. Um, Not only is it a powerful tool, but you can stay connected to people. You can see people that you love that might not be close to you. Um, So there are a lot of pros to social media, not to say that there is not. But in reference to, you know, the effect that social media has on self-image, yeah, I would say that it, I think that social media can be very detrimental to one's journey in doing, you know, that self-healing, self-love work. And the reason why I say that is because we live in a time and in a culture where we post, and it's not just now, it's been always, I think, uh, but it's, we post all the good things. We post our our best pictures, our best moments where our bodies look the slimmest, where our marriages look the happiest, where our friendships look the fullest. And it's nice. It's, I don't blame people. I do it myself sometimes, you know, it's, it's what you want to show because it's the moments that you want to hold on to. And it's the moments that maybe make you the happiest. But I think in doing that, we all fall, you know, we all fall into this trap of looking at everybody else's happy moments and thinking, oh, my relationship doesn't look like that. Mm -hmm. My friendships don't look like that. My body doesn't look like that. This person's business is is succeeding and mine is not. And then comparing one's chapter one to another person's chapter 24 and expecting you to be in the same place. And that's not true. Um, So I think, you know, in comparison, comparison is the thief of joy. And 
in today's time, social media can be very detrimental to your journey if, if, because it's easy to compare and it's easy to see where you're falling short or where you want to be like somebody else or have something that somebody else has. And then to answer your second question of what's helped me, that's a that's also a really hard question to answer. I feel like there's so many things that kind of work together to help me get to the place where I am today. But I think going on social media and realizing that no one is no one is better than me or more than me or worth more than me. We are all beautifully and uniquely made. I'm the same as person A, B, C, D, E, F. They were just given different cards and they dealt a different journey and they are living a different life and they just look different than me. It doesn't mean that I'm less beautiful or less worthy or less successful. And I think that really understanding the beauty and being so uniquely made uh, has helped me be able to look on social media and not compare and just say, wow, this person is beautiful and this person is successful. And I love that for them. I'm going to get you know to the version of what that looks like for me. You know, it's, it could be a long, longer answer than that, but that's a very broad no, I love it. It's straight, straightforward. It, it is, it is crazy because you know, look, like even for us, Arinka, right? We need, we need social media. You need, if you want to get there, the way to get there is, you know, you need to be on Instagram, you need to be on Facebook, you need to be on TikTok. But it, it is always kind of you. You have to be cautious because it's easy to to compare yourself. You know, I've done it thousands of times, and easy to compare. Oh, they have more followers. Oh, they're doing better than me. And just as we explained in, in previous episodes, it's about you are on the on the place you're supposed to be. Whoever is you feel like they're doing better than you is because probably they're doing, you know, they're doing the work, they're doing things different, but doesn't mean that anybody is better. But we do need to be careful about because we know social media can it might give you anxiety, it might give you jealousy, it might give you depression or like so many disorders. So it, it's important to always remember how important and how blessed you are and that you're enough and you know and you're a unique being like you just said what i believe also is that unfortunately when we see all that we see through that perception perception is very deceitful because again what they're posting like you said there are probably treasury moments there are the happy moments like you said obviously nobody puts then happy we're always sharing joyful and happy and the positive right and I think for me with with social media yes and so I love it that you put all the positive positive things that social media have because they do it is positive but I guess it's our perception I guess if we're looking at it to compare ourselves then it's on us if we're looking at it you know just to have that envy again it's on us depending on how we look at it because Mm -hmm. let's be honest if I see you and to a with your beautiful voice and you're singing you know so beautiful with your angelical voice I mean the only thing that is gonna I'm gonna get a smile because it's impossible sweetie even if I want to I cannot sing like you so I cannot be jealous I cannot even envy you because that's not my talent that's not my gift and you also said it so beautifully we are totally different we had different talents we're unique and our uniqueness we complement each other because imagine if everybody sings beautifully so then love it that we could admire your singing and we could admire somebody else's dancing and we could admire somebody else's art in I don't know in architecture and we all just have to be the best of we can be of ourselves because we do have those we all have unique talents if we're looking at the social media you know with that perception of okay they have and we don't obviously it's going to go totally sideways for us right we go into the negative and that's hard to get out from the negativity 
I love that you said that. It is very hard to get out of the negative, but I, I love that you said that, you know, if we were all the same and we all had the same talents, what a boring world would we live in? You know, we would all like the same people and we would all work the same jobs and it wouldn't be the world as we know it. And so I, I really like that you brought that up. And I wanted to mention, you know, I appreciate you so much for being so kind and, and speaking about my singing and, and supporting me as you always have since I was a child. It fills my heart and soul. It's funny because you say that, but before I post something, I have to have that conversation with myself. And I'm like, wow, are people going to like this? Mm-hmm. I second, you know, I, I mentioned at the beginning that I do a lot of things that bring me joy and I'm a musician. I sing in a band and I'm a personal trainer as well. And you would think that it would be easy for me to post things that bring me joy, right? I'm at a gig and I'm singing my heart out and I'm at the gym and I'm training and I love doing all those things, but it's so funny how I'm on my phone and I want to post, let's say content, how you guys would post content for the podcast. And I'm like, wow, how does this look? Does it look like I know what I'm doing? Do I look confident up there? Are people going to want to hear me? Are people going to want to see me? Are they going to want to learn from me? And what an interesting world we would live in if we just did and so, did the things that brought us joy, didn't even second guess it, posted it because it made us happy and didn't think about what it would make everybody else feel. That's the world that I want to live in. Um, and so I appreciate you saying that, but it's funny because I go through that myself, even with things that bring me joy. Um, so and, I, and I'm sure we all do. We all do. We all do. And like I say, it makes you human. If, if you tell me, oh, nobody cares, you know, you know me, I'm no filter person, right? I speak my mind. And you love me or you hate me, no matter what, I'm still going to keep training. But but it's even for me, even I, I just speak my mind. Sometimes when I have to pose, I'm like, ah, how my hair looks, how I look. I'm going to sound funny. I look at my duck face, whatever it is, because, you know, it's, 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 the, way, it's the way we are. But, you know, we can, the, the beauty about it, and we've been talking about this in the past, now that we're more awakened, it's like you can catch that thought, right? And before you might be a day or two just thinking, oh, or this or that is good or bad. Now it might take just a second or even a minute and you say, hey, stop thinking that that's not right. Or just go away thought. And then you just change your, you know, your chip, you just change your idea and you can just go back to your to your peaceful, I guess, state of mind, right? So it's, it's the beauty of it that you can catch those moments and just kind of like breathe and just let it go, the release, which is super important. Something that I wanted to ask you, and for me, it's hard because I see you and I'm like, I think you're perfect and I love you so much. And I think you are so beautiful because, you know, I cannot be biased with you. But now you definitely sound more uh, awakened, more like uh, mature. But let me ask you, because I know it, it, it wasn't always like this, right? So what would you say, Mama, was like your tipping point or your break, how you say, your breaking point when you, when you were not like that and you decided this is it? No more. I need to change because I need to be better. I need to grow. Can you kind of go back and, and tell me, maybe tell us a little bit about your journey and, you know, when is that you decided that you wanted to be this, you wanted to create this different version of yourself so you can become the amazing person that you are today. Before before you share that, let me ask you something because then we're going to change subjects. And you were talking about the, the, you know, that you're looking at the post and then you're doubting and all that. But I want, I want to ask you, how do you overcome that? Like how you overcome that uh, negativity, self-talk or the self-doubt? Because I think we all go to that. And how do you stay motivated? Yeah, that's a great question. I think over time, I've I've attracted such good people in my life that live similarly. And we all do it in different ways, I would say, you know, fight those negative thoughts and stay positive and stay motivated. I think for some people, you know, they're fueled by 
sometimes resentment. They're fueled by anger. They're fueled by wanting to prove themselves or, or they're fueled because they really are like, if I don't do this and I fail that I'm nothing, you know? And, and a lot of the times that's a very popular way of how people are motivated. I would say that personally, what I do to stay motivated and push those negative thoughts away is one, I, I, I keep the promises that I make to myself. And the reason why I think that's so important is because if I tell myself I want something and I don't work for it, then I am disappointing myself and I don't trust myself. And if I am in that mentality of making goals for myself and I'm not following through, then, I, then I'm disappointing myself and I'm not going to trust myself and I'm going to think low of myself and that's going to affect my confidence. That's going to affect the ability that I have to show up for myself. So that's why I believe that keeping the promises that you make for yourself is so important. That, that builds rapport with you, you with you. So I think that's one of the most important things that I do. And then in terms of the negative self um, thoughts, I have them all the time. Uh, and what I do is I set reminders on my phone, kind of have you guys talk about. I have things written on my mirror, you know, uh, on my phone, on my wallpaper. I'm opening it up right now as we speak to remind myself. I have a saying that says, I am worthy enough beautiful, intelligent, and abundant. And I open it up every time I see my phone. I love that I get to see it. And it's funny how it works. The days that I need it the most are the days that it falls on my homepage and I spend a little longer there and I read it. So I think it's really just building things into your routine that reminds you of your worth when there are so many things in the world that can remind you of why you're not worthy or why you're not enough or why you're not beautiful or why you are not the stereotypical version of what is said to be pretty or valuable. You have to find the things that you love about yourself and keep them in your brain and, and repeat them to yourself and then find people. This is the most important one, I think, is find people that then also remind you and tell you those things, things, because you can do the work, but if you're surrounding yourself by people that do not do the work and that bring you down and that remind you of everything that you're not, then that's also going to be detrimental to your work. Oh gosh, I love it. Yeah. I remember Tony always said all the negativity is there if you want to find it and all the positivity is there if you want to find it as well. Your mom um, asked you a wonderful question as well, but I was like, okay, so tell us please. And so tell us your journey and how did you get here? A little bit about my story. Oh my goodness. It's kind of funny tell, telling my story next, next to my mom because uh, she's been around for all of it. And, and uh, of course, <laughs> uh, she's been around for all of it. I would say that um, a lot of this journey started as a, as a teenager. Um, I would say that having my mom start the journey was a, was a very big help. Um, that that's a little later down the line, but I would say I was always really a happy kid. I I will say that growing up, I was always very, um, detail oriented and I, and I always loved to love people. I was that person in the classroom that went and got Valentine's for everybody and all the teachers. And I loved making sure everyone felt loved. And I think that was how it was for me growing up. And I saw my mom that way. And I loved how my mom loved people. Um, I think that I went through a very, very hard time uh, when my parents split up. I was around 14 years old and that was the lowest point of my life. Um, and I think it was, you know, through that event and 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 kind of like the people that I had during that time, your, your teenager years, those 13 to 17 are really a whirlwind it's of emotions, you know, what you're learning and, and the people that you're meeting and the things that you're going going through and you have no idea who you are. Um, I thought I did. I'm sure we all did. So I think that was one of the lowest points for me is I had no idea who I was. I, my family was broken. Part of me thought it was my fault. Um, I, I think I was afraid of the future. I didn't know what it looked like. All I knew was that I had this idea that I couldn't fail and that I wanted to make my parents proud. And if I couldn't fix anything, 
the only thing that I could do was just be better and make them happy, at least that I'm a good kid, you know, which put a lot of expectations for myself. So I think during that time was very dark, was very heavy. Um, and I got introduced into, you know, the law of attraction at that time, which really had a lot to do with the power of, of your thoughts. And I fell in love with this idea of with this, with this concept that you have so much power in, in, in how you speak to yourself and how you treat yourself. Um, and I think that was really like the the chip for me, the the turning point was kind of being introduced to this idea that you are not, I'm not just some victim and not everything is just happening to me, that I have the power to choose and wake up and be happy and get up and go to the gym and work out. And that's all in my control. And so I started putting an emphasis on the things that I could control and that were in my power and not the things that weren't in my power. That was really how it started. I would say that I I had a lot of good people in my life. I've very, I've been very blessed um, to have people in my life that have also just kind of turned me in the right direction. My mom being one of them, she's my role model, my best friend, my whole heart. I've had life coaches that have really just steered me in the right direction, always pointing me to the path and, and having me see things in a different light, and making me become more aware of myself. You know, that's one of the most important steps in a journey is having people that are pouring into your cup. Um, so I think that's a really big, a, a really big thing. I would say my fitness, the my fitness journey is a tremendous help to my positivity and, and the love that I have for life. That started, you know, when I was about, I want to say 17, 18. And, you know, loving, learning to love your body and learning to be healthy and learning to show up for yourself every single day and building strength and building confidence, I would say really has helped me propel even further into this because I don't just have the help from mentors and from my mom. I have the help of the adrenaline and, and going to the gym and those endorphins and that dopamine and how that helps me kind of just maintain joy. Yeah, that's a, that's a really big chunk of how it started. I would say uh, I've had the pleasure of having many relationships in my life that have taught me how to love myself better. Um, you know, I think I think as of recent, I have learned that it's very easy. It's very easy to get lost in other people and in other things and lose sight of who you are at the cost of your happiness and what brings you joy. And that's one of the things that I've learned uh, and that I hope to keep with me forever is that I always want to pour into myself first. And I want to pour into the things that make me happy. And I want to have relationships and connections with people that pour into me, because that is the only way that the healing journey will continue to move and will move exponentially. That's a little bit of a summary there. Could go on and on and on, but... <laughs> I do remember you little, always joyful. Like you said, you're a happy kid. And yes, you always have that mission to make your parents happy, even with your grades and everything. I mean, oh, I love you, Anto. We have people listening, right? And if if we want to, if I want to help somebody out there, like let's say that, you know, that is 17 or 18, or that going back to where you were, do you have like a challenge? Like if, what would be a challenge that you could, share that when you actually put the self-love and self-care kind of like took you out of a moment that you feel I always call it darkness but I think I'm going to change that terminology I was listening to it the other day and I don't like it but we always have those like oh, not so good moments you know or experience and then it's it is always real self-care and this self-growth that is going to take us out of there do you recall any 
I would say they're they're very they're low spaces. They're low spaces, dark spaces that we fall into. I think at that age, what helped me the most and what I would do is I would go to the gym. That helped me a lot. Um, at that age, I would journal. I've been journaling since I was very young. Um, I would go to the gym. I would journal. And I would spend time with my family and my friends. I think the gym, because it really is such a positive outlook or releasing whatever anger, resentment, frustration that you have and just pouring it all out. I think journaling, because it's so easy to get stuck in your head. A lot of people my age and younger experience loads of anxiety, depression, low moments that they can't get out of. And I think a lot of that is because we haven't been taught how to really release that in a healthy way. We're not taught how to open conversations. So journaling, I think is such a good first step Mm -hmm. to releasing what's in your mind. And then the next step from that would be learning how to talk about it. And that's why I say talking with family and friends is so crucial and important because one thing is to put it on paper and release it. And And the other is to sit and have a conversation with your mom, with your dad, with your uncle, with your sister, with your friend and say, hey, I'm feeling like this. Hey, I need this. Can you support me? You know, and I've been grateful my whole life that I've had my mom, I'm having a bad day. And, and I'm like, hey, I, I need, I need you. I'm, I need to cry. I need you to hold me. I need mm-hmm. you to help. And I've always been that way since I was young. I know for a lot of people that are young, it's hard for them to ask. And maybe even with their parents, it can be kind of hard. But I think that's the first step is being vulnerable enough to know when you need help and when you need to talk about things and let people validate you, let people reassure you, let people hold space for you um, because it helps in your healing. Yes, when we're talking about emotional intelligence, right, that we pretty much talk a lot, like we're not used to express our emotions. And that is such an important key and letting, letting things out and just feeling better. So something that I wanted to ask you that I know that you also, something that you do a lot of research and you focus a lot is on mental health. So it's not, I know you're a gym rat and you love, like you say, going to the gym and take care of yourself, but I know you have many friends and, and you know, a lot of people that they're, they're suffering with mental health. So what can you say about that, that it can actually help? And I know you talk about journaling, but any other resources that you can think that they can help people in their teens or like in their 20s? Your mom is right. You know, you know we we always know somebody that they are having trouble. We all know somebody that they couldn't really cope with that in their life. So I was going to ask you like to talk to please like, and your mom already did. If you could put how you prioritize, so I'm going to add to your mom's question. Uh, prioritize the self-care and self-growth that for me are so important because obviously that's going to give you the self-image. So how how do you do it? Like how, what would you recommend in the daily life or how you do it? How do you practice it because I, I think nobody really think about it that you have to really pour into yourself the self-care is super important and the self-growth yeah. is super important yeah I think that's a really great question I'm gonna combine both of them so I I think what you just said is is brilliant learning to pour into your own cup and doing things that fill you and bring you happiness is definitely the first step and self-care looks different for different for different people mm-hmm. you know, self-care for me looks like going and doing a gig and going to the gym even though it does take a lot of energy for me and it does and I have uh, one of my best friends she always jokes around and she says Antonella you do so many things like Monday through Sunday, you're always doing things, but it gives you energy. And she tells me all the time, if you, if I did what you did, I would be trained. And, and I think that's just a perfect example. She's, she's one of my best friends, but she needs a lot of her solitude. I need a lot of 
people. I love going out and performing and I love being at the gym and moving my body. For some people though, that looks like laying in bed and watching a movie with their loved one. For some people, it looks like taking a yoga class. For some people, it looks like going to the beach and laying on the sand. That's what it looks like for my mom. You know, and not to say that I don't like those moments too, but I think self-care really does look very different for everybody. And I think it's becoming so in tune with yourself that you know what you need. Not what your mom tells you you need, not what your boyfriend tells you you need, but like, what do you need that makes you happy, that fills your cup? Because it's going to look different for everyone. I think, you know, going a little bit more into the mental health route of this, this is something that, you know, I studied it in college. And I think um, so far in my life, you know, I've been friends with a lot of people that unfortunately do does deal with anxiety on a day-to-day basis or have dealt with depression throughout their life in different chapters of it. And I think the first step in helping those people, if you are in that place, is understanding that you're not alone, is understanding that you are not broken, that so many more people deal with these negative emotions and these negative spaces, but it's just so not talked about that you think that you are alone. I always recommend my friends that that do speak to me, and I'm so honored when I, whenever anybody shares with me, and I'm I'm always open ears to anybody who wants me to hold space for them and, and talk with me. But it's to to really think about what's taking your peace away, because I think that's what it really comes down to. Is some of us that struggle with anxiety and depression and these negative hard spaces is there's obviously something that's taking away your peace. There's something that's making it hard for you to get out of bed. Let's sit and, and think about it, and then if that's hard for you, then let's you know exercise that I used to tell one of my loved ones was, Hey, like what does get you out of bed? What do you love to do? And then write it down in the journal. How can we find ways to make this show up more on your day-to-day in different ways? So if if you like getting out of bed to do ABC, then let's find other things that revolve around that same thing um, to help you, you know, to drive you. But it's also showing up for people in that way is is really important as well. So I'm going to kind of change the way that I look at it. A lot of the times we try to help the people that we love by being like, you need to do this. You need to do this. Oh, okay. Uh, you're feeling like this? Well, that's all in your head. Just just say, you know, I, I'm all for affirmations and I love it. But I also know that if you're struggling with mental health, I can't just say, you know, snap your fingers and say that you are worthy and that you're happy and it's going to work. It's not. Something that I've learned and it's taken me a really long time to learn is learning how to hold space for the different people in my life. And this is a this is a good piece of advice for those of you that maybe have loved ones with mental health battles is asking them, you know, how can I show up for you today? What do you need from me right now? I have a lot of people that will call me and let's say they're having a bad day. And the first thing that I want to do, you know, because I'm Antonella, is I want to give you my advice and I want to give you my opinion. And sometimes I even want to relate it back to myself and help you. But that's not always what that person needs. And so over time, I've learned how to show up for my friends better so that if a friend does call me and they're like, hey, you know, I'm going through a hard time. I'm like, okay, what do you need from me right now? Do you need me to just listen? Do you need, do you want my opinion? Do you want to cry it out? Do you want me to come over right now? Like it's, you know, learning how to really show up for people in the way that they need, not in the way that you need. And I would say that's one of the most selfless things that you can do. And and trust me that when you love people better in that way, you'll learn to love yourself better too, because you'll always love yourself more if you're loving people better. It's just, I think that's the way the the world works. It all revolves around love. Yeah. You cannot give something that you don't have. So if you don't have love for yourself, it's difficult to give it out. And if whatever you have, you're given, it is not complete. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, okay, put the mask first on yourself, you know, in the airplane. So you could like help others. But what I learned that, you know, with the depression, with the not feeling worthiness and 
I look back and I, when I listened, you know, to all the people that I been privileged to talk to for many, many, many years, at the end of the day, it always go back to a wound that it wasn't healed, that it started getting bigger and bigger. If, if we, if it started like, you know, somebody told us something this little, they were not worthy and we couldn't like cut that thought and say no. It started going bigger because then more people started pouring in and maybe the social media started pouring in and that negativity. And now that that's snowball and it's super hard to get out of there because we already believe that story. Because at the end of the day, like we always said, you know, our spiritual DNA is perfect. We're perfect creatures. But I think that when we get stuck, like really stuck on that thought, like, oh, no, we we cannot. Oh, no, we, we're not worthy. Oh, no, I'm not enough. Oh, no, I don't deserve it. No. And that snowball is started growing. It's super hard to stop it. It makes me sad because looking back, and I'm talking now for me, you know, talking about my personal, you know, uh, life. I think that if I would have cut it earlier, I wouldn't suffer so much. It would be maybe easier to to feel free. I think that I let it be for so long. I feel like when you're used to hearing something or when you're accustomed of to to a belief that you were told when you were young, it's a lot easier to reinforce that negative belief over and over and over again. I mean, I, we see it all the time in how we talk to ourselves. We see it in how you attract relationships, you know? Like, I think... I think for me personally, like throughout my life, I tended to attract relationship dynamics that looked a lot like maybe the relationship dynamic that my mom and my dad lived when I was younger. It, it, I think it fills into so many different areas. Like what you were told once as a kid follows you, what you saw as a kid follows you, what you learned as a kid follows you. And it's your job, you know, as an adult to kind of reparent your brain and say, I am going to take those compliments now because mm -hmm. I am beautiful. I am going to look for a relationship that looks healthy and has ABC communication, this um, stability, loyalty. I'm going to look for friendships that fill my cup that don't look like gossip, jealousy, envy. It's it's really learning to reparent and take the things from your childhood that you saw, that you experienced, that you learned and being like, this is, this is healthy and this is what I want it to look like for me. But I 100% agree with you that it takes work. It's a lot easier to find what you're comfortable with, what you've seen your whole life, what you've mm -hmm. been told your whole life. It's easier to hear. It's it's what you're used to. And it's it takes courage. It really does take courage to change the narrative and tell yourself that you're going to reparent your your belief, right? Your, your belief, your yeah, paradigm. Your paradigm. It, it's it's crazy. Like is it takes God and it's it's a lot of work. It's not, I will be lying to you if I said you can do it in one day. It's so many years of of paradigm and belief. Something that I read one day and I, and it stuck with me was like without our belief and we believe our doubts. And that for me, when I read it, I was like, man, that, that is crazy. You know, mm -hmm. it's just whatever you you saw for 20, 30, 40 years, you think it's true, but then now that you are more aware then you realize that, you know, you, you have to go ahead and you say reparenting or retrain your brain and, and it is not an, an easy, and it is easy. We always say with that in guides, sometimes it's, it's easy to do, but like I said, it's just, we're so used to doing the same things over and over again. We're just on like an auto, automatic. We're always running on auto, that it's just sometimes you, it takes for you to sit and take a breath thing and then is then you realize it's kind of easy just to change the the chip i always say that so to make it you know to make it easier so yeah great thanks for that information i think it was really really helpful before we finish i wanted to ask you something because you did mention that something that it was super important for you was the people you you hung out with what would a healthy friendship look like for you i don't think people realize how important 
your friendships and your relationships are to your journey. I would say that healthy friendship to me now, having dealt with, you know, having gone through different friendships and through a journey of people that filled my cup, people that drained my cup, people that were envious, people that took from me, people that gave me, you know, I think after all those experiences, what healthy friendship looks like for me now is unwavering support of each other that's grounded in respect, loyalty, truth, and love. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, in a lot of friendships, you can disagree, you might not have the same belief systems. But when you choose to hold a friendship and to build a friendship or relationship with somebody with another being, there has to be this, this foundation of, of respect, admiration, of loyalty to build off of that. And that should never waver, um, no matter what. And I'm so glad that I've learned that now and, and the people that I attract now in my life look like that. And, you know, I, I would just encourage people to keep your eyes open when you're meeting people and you're feeling people's energy. And a lot of the times people show you who they are and we not we might not always see, but people show you who they are from the beginning. And you need to be very honest with yourself and ask yourself, you know, do I love how this person makes me feel? Like, do I love how this person treats me? Do I love how they treat the people around them? And it's asking yourself hard questions. And yeah, I think that's that's what I, a healthy friendship looks like for me now. And I think, that, like I said, it's just so crucial to have those friendships in your life when you're doing the work and when you're growing, because you need people to to fill your cup. And I think something that we also need to remember is I'm not a saint. Like I know that I've been the bad guy in somebody's journey, in somebody's story. You know, I'm sure that I've been a bad friend to somebody at some point. I think a lot of the times we like to put this hat on ourselves and say, oh, well, I'm a great friend and I'm this and that. No, like I've been the bad guy in somebody's story, I'm sure. And, you know, and I'm, and I'm sorry for that. And I'm, but I've forgiven myself for that already because I've done the best I can. So I think it's just showing up for friendships in the best way that you can, knowing that you're going to mess up, knowing that you're probably not going to, you know, always show up for this person in, in the way that you want to. But when you have that foundation, like I said before, it'll all work out in the end because, you know, you guys equally, if one falls short, the other one will be there to hold you up. Beautiful. That's Thank awesome. So I the thing that I want to add to your wonderful description of the the friendship that I really really love because I think yeah love and respect. But I remember uh, for me what you expect. Uh, that it changed me since I was little because let's be honest. Sometimes we're expecting the other person to do what we will do. And I remember I was little. This friend did something. I came home. I was crying like crazy. And my grandma gave me the greatest lecture that I will hold for my whole life. Was like, I mean, so why are you crying? It's like, she did this. What's wrong with that? And like, but she did this to me, you know? Mm -hmm. And she was like, you were expecting for her to act like that Inca and she's not that Inca. You, mm -hmm. That's what you were expecting. So she didn't react like, because she didn't do what I will do for her. So I was, I was expecting her to do what I will do for her. And since she didn't do it, I got hurt. Accepting the person that you chose as a friend because they don't come and they become your friends. You choose them as a friend. You, you're the one saying, she's my friend. He's my friend. They're my friends. Accepting and respecting it the way they are being themselves because it's beautiful when you accept somebody that is just free in themselves 
I think it's, it, that's a gift. Having that friend that is free to be them and that you love them just the way they are, even though they're different and they will never act like you and they will never do the things that you will do. I don't know. I think it's awesome because then, like you said, you grow together. I don't know. I think you grow bigger. Because you have a totally different person motivating you, being your cheerleader, being there for you with their own point of view that obviously is not the same. So I think I, when I learned that, I was much happier person, let me tell you. I love that. I love that. Before we go, we always talk about the morning routine or gratitude. So what will be, can you share with everybody out there, what is your morning routine? Uh, we do have a, a freebie. We have a, a gratitude journal and a, and a morning routine that you guys can download for free if you click on the link tree on our, you know, on our podcast and the websites. But can you share with the world what, what's um, Antonella's morning routine before we, we leave today? Yeah. So my morning routine looks different, honestly. Sometimes sometimes I'd be running late, <laughs> but on the days that I, that I, and I always try to make the time, but on the days that I, that I have the time, I always try to make my bed. I'm a firm believer that clean space if your space is clean, then your head is clear. I like to make my bed before I leave the morning. Um, I always love to stretch. That might be just the, the fitness in me, but I like to stretch in the morning before I go to work. I fill up my gallon of water. That's a big part of my morning routine is starting with water. And then I always make sure that when I'm in the car, I'm listening to something happy. Like I love to listen to whether that's music that brings me joy. Sometimes that's Christian music. Sometimes that's uh, classic pop. Um, sometimes that's Tony Robbins or Bob Proctor in the morning talking to me, you know? So I think it's choosing to listen to things on my drive that that fill me and bring me joy. Um, that's a little bit about what my morning routine looks like on a weekday. And then on the weekends, you know, I love to sit and journal. And my favorite thing to do lately is to do a, a page of gratitude I start with the word grateful in the middle and I just, everything that pops into my head, I write it on the page and it turns into this beautiful abstract piece of art. And then another thing that I've been doing on the weekends is writing letters to my future self. I love doing that in the morning is I, you know, I sit and I'm a journal and I'm like, okay, dear future Antonella, what do you, you know, how did you get here? What are you doing? What does your day look like? And that really just helps me keep going and gives me the momentum that I need to to keep showing up for me. Perfect. Thank you so much. I Anna. love it. How can they find you, Anto? I mean, we want to put your website on, on the on the caption, but if, tell us a little bit about your businesses. So how can people find you? Yeah. Please. Yeah. So um, I have a full-time job that I love. I'm very blessed to work for, I manage the outreach and uh, marketing department for a nonprofit. And I love doing that. But then on the side, I, I am a personal trainer. I have an online coaching business and I'm a musician on the side and I do gigs on the weekend in South Florida. I'm very blessed. Like I said, I'm very happy. I love everything that I do. You can find me on Instagram at Simply Antonella. And yeah, I, on my Instagram, you'll find my LinkedIn. You can find my coaching application on there. Uh, you can find uh, a couple other websites on there that I love. And so, yeah, that's that's how you find me. Perfect. Thank you so much. I love you so much. I love you. Antonelita, um, just to have it clear, is simply Antonella with one L or double L because they're going to have, they're going to be confused. Oh, absolutely. Us. You're right. Simply Antonella, double L. Thank you. Thank and you. it's simple, right? Anyway, I'm going to put it with a Y. Simply with a Y. Simply with a Y, Antonella. 
but I will put the information in there. So everybody is being, of course, for me, I'm, uh, you know, a proud mommy. So I love this, uh, this podcast and thank you for everything that you share from your heart. And as I always say, thank you everyone that has the time to listen to us. Please remember if, if you like what you're hearing, please share it. That's the way we can, you know, we can grow and we can reach more people out there. If you can also put a review in there, that always help us to get out there in this podcast award and nothing. Thank you again for all your time. We love you. We are excited every week when we get to talk to all of you from me. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Antonelita Preciosa. Thank you so, so, so much. You will always be in my heart. I love you to pieces. Thank you for your time. I love you so, so, so much. And I have no words to tell you how proud of you I am. Oh, and for everybody out there, I love you guys too. <laughs> and I guess we'll talk soon. Until next Thank Wednesday. You. Thank Bye-bye. you both. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye-bye.